0: Hello everyone, this is Shauna with SoulPrep at soulprep.org, and we are continuing our book study of the Divine Intimacy, Meditations on the Interior Life for Every Day of the Liturgical Year by Father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene. And the chapter that we're doing today is chapter 34, entitled A Sign of Contradiction. So for the focus of this day, Father Gabriel gives us this message. The world is made up of friends and enemies of Jesus. O Lord, grant that I may be one of the former and one of the most loving of them. And the scripture of today, it's taken from Luke. It's the prophecy of St. Simeon when um, Jesus is presented to the temple by Mary and Joseph. And the Bible verse that we're going to be focusing on is, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is spoken against. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And so Father Gabriel, he guides us on a deeper understanding of this portion of the Gospel of Luke. And he notes that even though we're still in the Christmas season, we're still in the octave of epiphany at this time and there is a joyous kind of um quality to this um to this bible verse because it's telling us that our messiah is here it's presenting him to the table to the temple sorry and um it is a thing that brings us joy but there is also a touch of sadness to it because you know a a sword will pierce mary's heart and and he will be spoken against and so what Father Gabriel here says, the Son of God became man for all men. He brings and offers salvation to all, but many will not receive it, end quote. So they won't receive it. They'll speak against it. They'll contradict it. And he discusses here how this is a mystery of our freedom. It's not really love unless we choose him. And, um, and so it's, you know, it's very sad that, Um, many will not choose him. And Mary will be saddened because she will have to see her son crucified and know that he wasn't even able to save all the people um, that he sacrificed himself for. And even more for us to kind of understand what he means by that free will, he has a quote from St. Teresa from Section 28 of The Way of Perfection. And she says, quote, God never forces anyone. He takes what we give him, but does not give himself wholly until he sees that we are giving ourselves wholly to him, end quote. So he not only, the key of this one is that he not only offers salvation, but a means to share in his sanctity. And I think that's something that we can all kind of forget that it's not, I think among the Protestants, there's sort of this focus on I'm saved. I made my proclamation of faith and now I'm saved and I'm such a sinner. Um, there's nothing that I could possibly do to um, achieve a high level of holiness. So many Protestants, not all, they kind of have this cavalier attitude, like they don't even need to try. But in the Catholic tradition, the Orthodox tradition, um, we are actually, he came, became man so that we can become God And so as there is this sense that we are supposed to increase in our sanctity and become more like him, be holy before your Lord God is holy. And so we need to give ourselves wholly to him. And by the merits of his crucifixion, he offers all of that sanctity to us. We can participate in whatever level of sanctity we both open ourselves up to and the Holy Spirit decides to gift to us, to enlighten us with. So on that note, how do we make ourselves more wholly open to him? So in this Bible verse, um, we also see that only two people were able to recognize Jesus as the future Messiah during his presentation at the temple. And those two people were Simeon and the prophetess Anna. So the Bible says that Simeon was a just and devout and a man and that the Holy Spirit was in him. And of Anna, it says that she was in the temple night and day with fasting and prayers. So what Father Gabriel teaches us here is that this portion of the gospel teaches us the qualities of souls that are disposed to recognize and receive Jesus. So these are the qualities. From here, we learn how to be the work that we can do to put ourselves in a state to receive from the Holy Spirit. Again, our works do not save us, but our works can put our soul into a state. It can make us a vessel so that we are able to actually, one, have a pure enough heart to recognize him when we see him and to receive all the gifts that he is ready to give us. And so those qualities that we can see here in this verse is that we need to have one rectitude of mind and will. That's what Father Gabriel calls it. Um, That means we have to be, we collected, and we have to, we have to, be exerting effort and keeping our mind focused on what we know to be true. And we have to have our will focused on what we know to be true and good. So Anna went every day to the temple. I'm sure she participated in all the festivals and liturgical events that they had to do. And so conforming her will to what she knew to be true made her open to see even the ultimate truth. And secondly, we need to have a sincere longing for God. And this gets to the point of it is a relationship. It's not just a contractual sort of agreement. It's not a juridical sort of agreement where we're going to do our end of the bargain and he's going to do his end of the bargain, that this is supposed to be a personal relationship. We need to have a sincere longing for God in our heart. And if we don't have that, then maybe we need to take time and reflect on the nature of God, um, try to rekindle awe in ourselves for the glory of God so that we can have a sincere longing for that because the more we understand who God is and what he has done the more we will find that more interesting than anything on earth and that we will actually long for him and the third quality that they have is they have a lifestyle of recollection prayer and mortification so again this kind of speaks to um, one putting everything in its proper place and perspective. So we mortify our flesh so that we can keep our flesh and our earthy nature subdued and quiet so that it's never turning our attention back to it, but it's allowing us through prayer to turn our attention to God and keep that sincere longing for him burning. And so another thing that I that he talks about, he mentions it very briefly, but I think it's really important, especially in our day and age, that he says it's not our will. Well, he doesn't say it exactly. But the point is, he mentions that it's the Holy Spirit that reveals Jesus to us. It's the Holy Spirit that reveals that truth to our hearts and enlightens our minds. And I know myself, I struggle with doubt quite a bit. And I think at least I forget, and I think a lot of people forget that faith and having faith is not really entirely an action or even primarily an action of ourselves and of our will. Um, It is actually a gift. It's one of the three gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, one of the um, gifts of theological virtues of the Holy Spirit, sorry, is the gift of faith. And so um, we can't recognize him as Redeemer unless the Holy Spirit has enlightened us in that way. And we can only make ourselves open and ready to receive these gifts from the Holy Spirit by those qualities of soul and those actions that Father Gabriel just spoke about previously. And again, you know, we'll know when we've seen him because we will cry out, Abba, Father. St. Paul says that um, when we recognize Christ and we accept him, into our life, that we become adopted sons of God, that we will no longer approach him as a servant, but as a son. And we will cry out, Abba, Father. So yeah, it doesn't get any more personal relationship than that. And that concludes that portion of where he's actually studying and picking apart the gospel verses right there. He also has a deeper prayer. So I encourage everybody to get the book. It's really beautiful. It guides you through the entire year. And he has a deeper prayer and meditation on what we just learned. But I want to finish and leave some discussion questions for everyone. So, the first question I have is Do you pray for the Holy Spirit? Sorry, do you pray and ask the Holy Spirit for faith and to enlighten your mind? I know I don't often enough. So I'm going to make a point to try to do that more. So is that something that you do? Um, If you have done it, what have you, what's your experiences with that been? Have you had fruits from those kind of prayers? Um, Share them. We'd all like to see it and encourage us. And the second discussion question that I'd like to leave with is, how can we give ourselves more fully so we can receive all that he offers to us? So maybe discuss um, the areas, I mean, we can always get better in every area. So maybe we could make it a little more particular with the first step that we're going to do right now. Um, For me right now, I want to work on rectitude of mind and will. Um, Because I'm so plagued with doubts, I want to try to do things with my will that can help keep my mind focused and from straying into those dark and doubtful and despairing thoughts. And so I am part of these videos with you is me doing that. I every day am setting myself to do a study and commit time and um, commit focus to my life so that it doesn't put itself on things of the world. So thank you for your time and come back for the next day. We'll continue on to chapter 35 of the same book. Have a good day.